Hey guys, and welcome back to Casual Commander. I'm Tim. And I'm Chris. And today, we are going to be reviewing the Wilds of Eldraine Precons, of which there are two, and of which I have not even, I don't even know who the commanders are at this point. Uh, I'm very prepared. There's commanders? Uh, well, I don't think they're brawl decks. The no, Brawls there's commanders. commanders. Yeah, yeah, brawls had commanders too. But you know, yeah. we're you know, Eldraine had brawl decks, and then they printed some of the most ridiculous brawl decks, and some yeah. of the most ridiculous, most popular commanders and their color identities. So I mean, they dialed, be, they dialed it back. I think it'd be interesting because I know obviously that the commanders for the brawl decks are just regarded as some of the best commanders in what they do. I wonder if the decks themselves were actually that good. Like, was it just the commander, or were the decks also good? Before recording, I was looking through some of the cards that were in those decks. Mm-hmm. They're pretty darn good. Okay. They're, yeah. They are pretty good. They really wanted to push Brawl. <laughs> yes. And look how it turned out. Brawl is the most popular format in Magic. It is. <laughs> and commander is not dealing with the consequences still. It's not. <laughs> you're right we've never <laughs> seen those commanders in our lives <laughs> they came and went like a like a soft breeze i only have one of them so that's only great. one i don't have any of them yeah see resist can you even name the fourth one tim uh it's corvold chulane uh sir sir gwyn right he was the Gawain. Gawain. Oh, Gawain. Gawain. He's the equipment one, right? Like with mm-hmm. knights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, was the last one Alayla? It was. Yeah. You know, Artful. four commanders. I don't know anything about those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Sir Gawain or Sir Gwyn. Was it Sir? I thought it was Sir Gwyn. Yeah, it's Gwyn. Is it Gwyn? G W Y N. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Gawain sounds familiar, though. I think there is also a Gawain. Yeah, maybe or something. that's like in real, actual fantasy lore. Maybe there's a maybe. Sir Gawain. Maybe. Anyway, we're doing our normal rankings. We are going to change up one of the rankings. So lowest being Dumpster Fire. Next up, Baby's First Deck. Third is This Is a Seven. And we're going to be introducing a new rank instead of Was This from Eldrain? We'll make it This Is from Eldrain. Because it is. Because it is followed up by <laughs> CEDH at the highest ranking. Yeah. But normally points don't matter. Everything we say is 100% accurate and truthful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not taking into account that we're just now looking at these for the first time. I think that's better. I mean, like I saw some of the, I saw the commander spoilers, like the new cards, which are pretty cool. But I haven't gone through the entire list yet of what's of what's getting reprinted. I don't even know who the commander is. Well, why don't we get started, Tim? Okay, well, fine, we'll do that. Okay, good. Which one? So we're getting two decks, like Tim said. There oh, is a white-green deck, and then there is a blue-black deck. Which deck would you like to start with, Tim? Um, that's a good question. Um, hold, please. Uh, where do you normally get them from? Card game base? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I look at the new cards. Yeah. And then I go to gold MTG Goldfish for the full list. Yeah, because sometimes like it, it's weird when they don't exist. Like they just show up as the back of a magic card when you hover yeah. over them. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me see. 
That seems boring. That also seems kind of boring, but less boring. Okay, I'm not super thrilled, but let's go. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we start with Virtue and Valor? Uh, sure. Okay. Virtue and Valor is your Selesnia deck. No red. Ever since they printed Embercleave, they're like, we can't do red again. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, Virtue and Valor, green, white. The face commander is Elevir of the Wild Court. You want me to read it or you want to read it? No, you got it. Oh, thanks, man. Two green white for a 4-4 human knight. Whenever Elevir of the Wild Court enters the battlefield or attacks, create a virtuous roll token attached to another target creature you control. If you control another roll on it, put that one onto the graveyard. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control. Whenever an enchanted creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. So this, this is your auras commander. I mean, first things first, it passes the bear test. A four, four for four. Oh, yeah. True. You know, true. yeah, not a not a bad deal. Not that's a good rate. But I mean. Basically, she just gets to put like all that glitters onto everything. Yeah. Which virtuous tokens are actually pretty darn good in a token in an enchantment. If if everyone listening can't tell, obviously this deck is about auras in enchantments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if the commander giving everything enchantments that buff up based on enchantments is a dead giveaway. If you control See what I, I don't under Oh, is the virtuous role the what's in the parentheses? Is that what the virtuous is? I forget. Yes, yes. Okay. It's just describing what virtuous is. Gotcha. So they, they're going to give you like tokens that say virtuous on it. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's there just to, you know, to remind you. So. I, I like that you can enchant one thing, and if you really need to give something virtuous, you could give it to something else. Like, well, I mean, the virtuous is nice because it itself is an enchantment. Yeah, so it at least gets plus one, plus one. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, I, I like it. I just don't know how I feel about the encha- these enchantment tokens. I guess we'll see. What do right? you mean? Like, I'm, the, the rolls, I, I don't know how I feel about them. Like, if I think they're going to be fun or not. So I don't think, if I'm playing Elevir, I'm really not going to try to put many more rolls in here. Is there you know any I mean? reason not to? Because you can only put one on your creature. Why would I not just pick all other auras? Oh, that's right. You can only get one. Yeah. Roll. So I if I, I can, yeah, I can put the virtuous roll and in all that glitters mm-hmm. onto the same creature. Yeah. Right. It, it just doubled up. It just yeah. it just is double the strength. You know, this is like I feel like this is going to be a token Tron deck. It it is. I don't like that it's a an attack trigger though. But it's also an ETB if you could figure out a way to flicker her. And she's in Selesnya, so you can probably find a way to flicker her. Oh, there's tons of ways to flicker her. Yeah. But I guess we no. don't know enough about the roles. And how, like you said, we don't know how strong the rolls are going to be. Yeah. But I, I feel like this is actually going to be pretty strong. I, having just briefly looked at both of them, 
I feel like this is pretty strong. Yes. Compar- um, like comparatively. <clears throat> granted, you are obviously it's a super susceptible to board wipes and things like that, but well, yeah, you but know. there's so many like enchantment auras that can like help you out with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, there's totem armors and yeah. And, uh, you know, Teferi's protection and white and there's yeah. heroic intervention, all kinds of things in Selesnya to help keep your board. Yeah, I guess I guess my question is, if I already have an enchantress deck. Is this better? Is would I prefer to do this over an enchantress deck? See, I. I don't think so. Personally, I like the Commander Legends one more than this. And mm-hmm. like. As far as the commanders stack up, I think the other one is stronger and far more interesting. I think she's not bad. Like, Mm -hmm. I definitely don't. She's not dumpster fire or even baby's first deck. But I would say she's solidly. This is a seven. Like, solidly. I I agree. I, I think so. I think actually I was thinking Tron, but I really think go wide token may be better. The more virtuous tokens you can put out, each of those is an enchantment, right? Mm-hmm. So you're turning all of your one ones into two twos, three threes, and every single time you make another token, like if say hypothetically, you know you're rich and don't care about money, and you have uh, doubling season, parallel lives, you know all those kinds of things, all these token doublers, yeah, right? Mondrak, you can put him in here. You know, you you yeah. make a ton of tokens and then you buff them up. You have like this full ass army of just tokens yeah i i don't disagree with you it's a lot of setup it's a lot of setup setup because she's an an etb you have to either be flickering multiple times or you need to be finding like keeping everything and attacking multiple times yeah no i agree i think i think i agree with this as a seven i think this is yeah i think if this is a seven i agree with you that i think token decks if you can find ways to like keep getting things virtuous to virtuous roles and everything. It could be pretty good and it could get out of hand real quick. I just feel like it's slow. That's fair. Yeah. And then also the, you know, when enchanted creatures, you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. That's always good. Oh, because you want to be attacking with this. Absolutely. That's great. Only problem is she cannot give herself a virtuous role. To another target creature. She's not virtuous. Everyone around her is. Yeah, all of those squirrels around her are virtuous. Yes. Actually, the, I don't even know. They, what, what are they? Are. I mean, I, gnomes. I, it's hard to she's say. She's got, she's got a cool-looking spear, though. She does have a cool look. I, I'll give her that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, this is a seven, I think. I mean, yeah. honestly, dude, as they design commander card, like face commanders, if a commander is this is a seven, I am perfectly okay with that. I want them to be this is a seven. The face commanders have like recently not been super great. (laughs) Well, I think there's an interesting statement to say right there, right? You say not super great. I I, think this is perfect. It, it, it's a new, it's a new zone for them to, to try something out, a new mechanic, a new, a new in, you know, environment for auras, enchantments and tokens and things like that, Mm -hmm. but it's not great game breaking. Yeah. And that's fair. You know, I think I guess my my thing is like I said recently, with the exception of like Commander Masters, because I feel like Commander Masters they were strong, and that was probably on purpose. Except for Commander mm-hmm. Guff, we're not going to talk about him. Commodore Guff. I don't. Need, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> um, 
but like all of them, I didn't feel like they were overpowered, but they were definitely stronger mm-hmm. than than like this is a seven. So I don't know. I feel like they did. I, I feel a little after Commander Masters, like this being the next set. I feel a little underwhelmed. But I do agree with you. The fact that they're they are interesting and not game breaking is very good. Yeah, like I could see myself if I didn't already have an Enchantress deck, I could see myself building this deck. Okay, you know, it's like a collection. Like we've had tokens before. You know, we've mm-hmm. had enchantments together. You know, before, but this is the first time they've meshed those two together. Yeah, which I it, is neat. It's a new a new environment. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So in terms of alternate commanders, we have a couple reprints. So one of them is Siona, Captain of the Pilius. This is a reprint from Theros. Long story short, Tim, this is the combo I just pulled on you yesterday. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is have a Shield of Faith, which isn't included in this deck. But get a Shield of Faith, put it on her, make a bajillion soldier tokens. Or just, you know, not be a nerd. Or not be a nerd. You also the, didn't win on, <laughs> off of it. Eventually, I did. I thought you... The uh, one-office approach. Yeah, you one-off well, it's approach. Not, it's not my fault the opponent had a glacial chasm. 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 Glacial... A, a butthole card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other alternate commander is the signpost Uncommon from the new Wilds of Eldraine set, Sir Armont the Redeemer. Just, it's kind of like a lord... Make a monster token, enchanted creatures you control, get plus one, plus one. I mean, in general, the the new face commanders are just way better. Yeah. Uh, who's the the new alternate commander, Tim? Oh, thanks for thanks for letting me say this one. Um, the alternate commander is Gilwain. Is this where you were getting Gawain from? I, there must be a Gawain. Yeah. No, Gawain's the bird. Yes. Gawain, yeah, Gawain is the bird um, from... Uh, Lord of the Wings? L- Lord of the Wings. <laughs> Lord of the oh, Wings. My Lord of the Wings. Lord of the Rings. Gawain? Yeah, is that the eagle? Yeah. Gawain. Gawain. Is that? Oh, no, 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 no. Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Sir G- Gawain was one of the knights on the round table. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. so that's probably where Sir Gwyn is from. Probably, yeah. But Sir Sir Gawain, if you ever saw the movie The Green Knight, that's about Sir Gawain and his quest. I haven't, but I have heard of Gilwain. Uh, he's a he's a casting director. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's partner with Gilwyn, the sound boom operator. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Gilwain, casting director, for one green-white, you get a 2-3 human bard. Uh, whenever Gilwain, casting director, or another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. Create a royal roll token attached to that creature. Create a sorcerer roll attached to that creature. Or create a monster roll attached to that creature. I so, like that he's another non-token. Like he he seems more repeatable than uh than uh Elevir. But 
I think virtue virtuous role is better than all of those. That's true. Yeah. However, remember, every single one of these is an enchantment. So basically, every single creature you have ETB gets an enchantment. You know how many cards there are that say when an enchantment enters the battlefield, do something? That's fair. I, you know, I, you know, Satessan Champion. Uh, oh gosh, what's another any, one? Any Idolana Blossoms, Constellations, Composer of Spring. Yeah. This guy is a guaranteed you get an enchantment. You get an enchantment. You get an enchantment. You get an enchantment. Right? It's, it's almost true. it's it's almost remember you know how you know how good uh, Rhythm of the Wild is? Not oh, what is that called? I think it's Rhythm of the Wild. No, Rhythm of the Wild is give haste or give plus one plus one counter. Yeah, yeah, that's give, what I mean, right? Like everything riot? that enters the battlefield, it has riot. Uh creatures can't be countered, non non non-token creatures you control have riot. So that's essentially what this is, right? It, it, none of them give them haste, but it's one of those that every time a creature enters the battlefield, it enters with something else. Oh, okay, fair. You know, yeah. so like that's a that's just a huge over the course of a game. That's a huge net boon. It's true. Yeah, you know, sure. Virtuous is better. Would I would I play Gilwain? Would I play Elevir in a Gilwain deck? Absolutely. So you think Gilwain over? I think Gilwain with the right deck is better. What and by and what I mean is something that has a lot of constellation in it, which I'm not sure yeah. if this list currently does. Right, the, but I have not looked. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it probably doesn't. So, um, so maybe in this deck, Gilwain uh, is a this is a seven. Uh. So far, just one, two. Idolana blossoms. Yeah, Idolana blossoms is another amazing enchantment to include. Yeah, uh, a Johnny's chosen. Oh, that's kind of that's basically constellation. Yeah, Satessan champion. So okay, so I think actually, Gilwain is probably this is an Eldrain if you get the right cards. I I do like it. I think. Um... Okay, I, I'm 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 with you. You're, you're you're leaning my way. Yeah, I think so. I I think he's definitely not your token commander though, because specifically it's no. non-token creatures. No, no so I agree. A different direction than mm-hmm. than Elevir. But yeah, he's, I think that you've convinced me. He's more of a traditional enchantment, enchantress kind of commander. Yeah. Where Ele, Ele, Elevir, I gotta remember that name. Elevir is like you like we said a token and Gilwain is more of your traditional all right i'm gonna yeah. go ahead and say uh this is from eldrain cool look at that look at us agreeing tim i'm proud of us i don't like it take it it's dumpster take fire. It oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, why do we even have a podcast <laughs> all right new cards there is there is one in here that I think is really, really cool. And I want to see what you think of it. And that is Timber Paladin. Oh. It is a 1-1 one, one artifact creature knight for one and a green. As long as Timber Paladin... Oh my god, I can't talk. As long as Timber Paladin is enchanted by exactly one aura, it has base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. As long as Timber Paladin is enchanted by exactly two auras... It has base power and toughness 5-5 five, five, and vigilance. 
As long as Timber Paladin is enchanted by three or more auras, it has base power and toughness, 10-10, Vigilance, and Trample. Okay, I like that. He thick. He he could be thick. He could be thick. Yeah. I uh, I really like that card. Yeah, I think that's think a good about, one. Right? Think about it, right? He he For two mana, let's say hypothetically you have Gilwain on the board. Mm-hmm. Right? This thing enters for two mana uh, as a 4-4. Four, four. Because it's going to get the plus one, plus one from the ward. Or okay. from the roll, right? So it enters as a base 3-3 three, three with a plus one, plus one from Gil Lane. Two mana for a 4-4. Four, four. Just, that's base. Yeah, that's not bad. That's base. And yeah. then it just gets bigger and bigger. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's good. Yeah. And here's the interesting thing. If you were to put the cursed one that gives it a base power and toughness of 1-1, one, one, its mm-hmm. effect replaces that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, But is there any reason to do that? Or I guess if someone gave you the cursed. You would have to get cursed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would never curse myself. That's why I was wondering. I was like, is there any benefit to doing that? No. So I've got a question uh-huh. from about this knickknack alpha. Oof. 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 Um, it's X and a green for a 1-1 one, one. oof. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, it enters with X plus one plus one counters on it. Standard. When knickknack oof enters the battlefield, reveal the top X cards of your library, you may put any number of R cards with mana value X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Then put all cards revealed this way that weren't put onto the battlefield on the bottom of your library in any random order. That's not bad. That's decent. Um, that's awesome. I think I think it's pretty good. But I yeah. have a rules question because I'm I'm the wording specifically for auras. Mm-hmm. Don't you need to target a creature? Don't they not enter the battlefield attached? Nope. nope. When they enter the battlefield, well, you you. When they enter the battlefield, you attach them to something. Okay, so you're not like it casting not... and targeting them. Correct. You are casting okay. the aura, and when it enters the battlefield, it has to attach to something or gotcha. Okay. Right. That's, That's how if like I exile an enchant like an aura. If you like, let's say you oblivion ring an aura for some reason, and mm-hmm. I blow up that oblivion ring, it reattaches automatically, or it comes back. If it gets exiled, it comes back. Well, Oblivion Ring is like until the oh, until Oblivion Ring is removed or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's fair. So yeah. So basically, you just get to you got infinite mana. Dump your deck onto something. Yeah. He's he's yeah. a very good like end game lot of mana dump. And you're Selesnia, so you're gonna have a decent amount of mana. You're oh, you're some mana. You're hold on. Let me see. Does this <laughs> have it? I'm looking. I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, this thing has 50% of the way to infinite mana with uh, Sanctum Weaver. I'll tell you what it is later. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it is later. We'll get there. We'll get there. I also really like Lone Crafter Fawn. So Lone Crafter Fawn costs two and a green for a 3-3 Seder Druid. When Lone Crafter Fawn enters the battlefield, you may discard one or more land cards. When you do, return up to that many 
target non-land permanent cards from your graveyard to hand. I don't know why, but I like that. Well, think about it, right? Late game, your hand's full of land. You have nothing else to do. You can get all your crappy one-drops back. Or you can just, you know, I've got, like, oh, look, I drew another, like, planes that I don't need anymore. Drop this guy on the field. Because it's it's target non-land permanent. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, you're basically just swapping out the crappy lands that you don't need for cards that you actually want that are in your graveyard. So yeah, it can no, be it's good. Yeah. Really good for Dredge. Yeah. Right? Awesome. This is really good for Gitrog Monster. Yeah. You know, another <laughs> way to get stuff back. Yep. What do you think about this card, Tim? Ox Drover. Okay. Three and a white for a 4-4 four, four Human Peasant. Vigilance. Ox Drover can't be blocked by Oxen. Whenever... <laughs> It's already shit. <laughs> whenever, whenever Ox Drover enters the battlefield or attacks, target opponent creates a 2-4 white Ox creature token and you draw a card. I think it's important to say the draw card is nice. It but you're is giving your nice. creatures Ox token that can't block this Ox Drover. So, yeah, you're like, you're giving them something. I, I don't know, because... <sighs> When it when it ETBs, they immediately get a two four that they can't block this card with, but they can block other cards with. So unless mm-hmm. you plan on attacking with this ox drover and nothing else, which maybe he's the target of your Tron, but I think that's like a very specific scenario. I guess. I mean, I, to me, the giving your opponents a two four every turn that you attack with it just isn't worth it. I think so. Like think the thing of it this way, you what it ETBs, right? Does not have haste. So they get a two, four, but then they get get to their turn, right? They can't attack you with it because you've got a four, four Mm -hmm. go to the, so let's just say they don't attack, go to your turn. You attack with this. They can't block it unless they have something else. It's got vigilance on it, hit them for four, but then they got a two, four with a tapped blocked, with a tapped ox drover. Oh, no, it's got vigilance. Okay. Yeah. So it can block the, one of them, but it can't block the other one. Right. Yeah. So. I don't know. I. Again, it's it's just such a white card. It's like it's OK, but there are other things I'd like to do it yeah. better. <laughs> I'm going to say overall new cards. This was a seven. Uh, I think so. I, yeah. I think Timber Paladin carries the new cards very heavily. Pretty good. Uh, I mean, there, but there are some like, like liberated uh, livestock. I'm never going to play that card. I like giant inheritance. It's almost like what's uh, is it Rancor? It's like a, like a different, a new Rancor. Yeah, but it's a five mana. I mean, but I still like it makes it a five, five, and then it gives it a monster roll, which makes it a plus one, plus one and has trample. Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Five mana enchant. Feel- I, I have a I, my problem when I run aura decks is I like the R's to be very cheap. That's fair. And these are expensive. That's yeah. So this but, is a seven, in my opinion. I will say though, I don't I don't I think the more I look at this deck, I like Elevir less and less. I think Gilwain Gilwain is better. But 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 like just think like if any of these things give something a role, you automatically lose the all that glitters. 
Right, because you can't have both, can you? Yeah, you can, you can only have one roll. You can have all kinds of enchantments on it, but you can only have one roll. But that's my point: is you're losing the all, you're losing the virtuous roll because this thing gives it month. Like it, it comes in, what's your face attacks, gives it virtuous. If you want to cast giant inheritance on this creature, it loses the virtuous. So you might actually be making your creature. It wouldn't weaker. lose the virtuous. It says it gives create it a, a monster roll token attacked whenever this creature attacks. Create a monster roll token attached to up to one target attacking creature. So you could technically, if you attack with two things, enchant the other thing. That's fair. What if you're only attacking with one thing? Do you ha- Then you have to do it, right? Because it doesn't say may. Yes. So you would have to then replace it. Yeah. Okay. This is like, that's a card. If I was running Elevere, I would cut. That's fair. I put Rancor in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this is the seven new cards. Moving on, creature reprints. I got to be honest with you, man. I think as a deck, the creature reprints in here are perfect. I think this is exactly like the creatures that are in here are the exact creatures that I run in my enchantment deck. So that means it's right. Wow. It's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) I mean, Jukai Naturalist, Destiny Spinner. I can't agree with you now. You know that, right? <laughs> I know. Danitha. No, Danitha sucks. What? Satessin uh, Champion. We've already talked about some of these. No, they all suck. They're all Johnny's bad. Chosen, Archon of Sun's Grace, Eidolon of Blossoms, Shalai Voice of Plenty. Why would you play any of these cards? Sun Titan. Cut the Sun Titan. Realm Cloaked Giant. I mean, as a deck, this is probably, I mean, it's easy to do an enchantment deck, right? But in terms of the, the the creatures that they're reprinting, it's a good collection of it's a good collection of enchantments creatures. Not too many enchantment. I guess there's a couple. Uh, actually, no, there's a decent amount. Yeah, I, I was going to say there's a there's a good chunk of them. Yeah, there's there's like five or six, seven. I'm going to say this is from Eldraine in terms of creature reprints. Not necessarily for the money value, but for what they bring the deck. Well, so isn't that then out of the box playability, not the creature reprints? I thought we usually base creature reprints on like what the reprints are. Yeah, but there are good ones here. I'm not saying they're not good ones, but I think if that's what you're making it, this is from Eldraine. You're you're fair. Yeah, Yeah, that's a fair point. How about we say this is an Eldraine? This is the Eldrain, okay. It's like a 3.5. Cause sure, there's no like like Femurif Enchantress or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the, the reprints you're getting. Like like we've based it off of like if you buy this, are you getting good reprints that you can throw in other decks? And then out of the box, I definitely agree with you. Like this is a well fair. put together deck. There's there's a couple in here that I think have some decent value, but Yeah. Not it's, really. It, it's not like you're not buying this and hoping that you can make some money off of it or like save some money. Correct. All right, moving on. Spells, instants, and sorcery reprints. Swords, generous gift, unf- winds of wrath, austere command, Rickshar's expertise. Rickshar's uh, expertise. Is that a new one? Uh, no, it's from no, AER. Not. What's AER? I have no idea. Oh, uh, Aether Revolt. Okay. I have not heard of that one. 
Draw cards. Four green, green for sorcery. Draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. You may cast a card with converted mana cost five or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. It's fine. It's mm, good. It's fine. Uh, I mean, not much to really write about here. No, there's, there's, there's six, like six trolls and they're all mono white. Yeah, they're um, they're not that great. Nah, baby's first deck. Yeah. All right, now where the real money makers are: artifact and enchantments. Wow, look at that soul ring, arcane signet. That's it. They are the only artifacts. Holy nutballs! Sorry, I just saw the amount of lands in a Selesnia deck. Yeah, it's great. However, we're going to talk about the lands because there's a really good reprint in there. That's fair, but we'll we'll stick to enchantments real yeah. quick. But holy enchantments. Balls. I mean, Utopia Sprawl, great reprint. Right, Daybreak Coronet, great reprint, especially in this deck where everything's going to have enchantments on it. Daybreak mm. Coronet is just easy. Yep. All right, Kenroth's Transformation. That's a good hate bear. Turn something into an elk. I hate that card. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So annoying. Uh, Ancestral Mask is a really good reprint. Two and a green enchant creature gets plus two plus two for each other enchantment on the battlefield. That includes your opponent's enchantments. So it's even better than all that glitters. That's true. Also, where is all that glitters? I think that's two on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Bear Umbra, very good reprint. This card is getting up in price. So having is it a reprint, really? Yeah. Having okay. a reprint of Bear Umbra right now is really good. I did not know. I guess I don't see them all that often, but it makes sense. Because mm -hmm. they're good. Totem Armor seems like a good mechanic. It is, but really you're getting Bear Armor, Bear Umbra for the untap. I mean, that's also fair. Yeah. But like, they also have like Snake Umbra in here, and I like, I like Totem Armor. I think it's a cool, oh, yeah. like, it's balanced in my mind. I agree. It's a good, like, sh it's a shield, you know? So it's cool yeah. to see the shields. Yeah. I gotta say, this is a seven for the art for the enchantment reprints. Yeah, I mean... They're good. Nothing, they're good, but there's nothing really, like, to write home about that's, like, price-wise, mm -hmm. I guess. How much is Bear Umbra? Like, when you say it's getting up there, like... Like, seven, eight bucks right now. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, so seeing that get reprinted is really good. So... Overall, there's some good enchantments in here. Nothing like you, like we said, nothing super, super good to write home about, but enough value to to warrant it. You know? Yeah, that's fair. Lands, I gotta give it to them. They did it. They've reprinted a good land. Uh, hold on, let me guess. Myriad landscape. Yep. Yep, that's the one. It's the, it's actually the fourteen planes. <laughs> We needed a good planes reprint. We did. Uh, we are getting a Hall of Heliod's Generosity reprint. Okay, that was what I thought, but I didn't want to be like, oh, is it Hall? And you're like, no, idiot. It's no, it's Vichugazi. The, it's, it's, no, Vichugazi. No, four mana to make a Sapperling? I just not even five mana to make a 1-1? One, one? I literally just picked one of the ones, and that seemed like a fun one. Anyway, I thought this yeah. was a good land, too. Uh-huh. Hall of Heliod's Generosity Legendary land, tap I'd colorless from one in a white tap, put target enchantment card from your graveyard on top of your library. Mm. Amazing card. Yeah. You know, because you could do it in your upkeep. You want to sure blow up an enchantment? Oh, let's just get that back in my upkeep. I'm going to draw it. <laughs> you thought nerd. It, dummy. And it's on a land, so it's really good. This card used to be very expensive, and then they've reprinted it a bunch. So I'm happy to see it get reprinted. Again. Again and again and again. Yeah. Please continue to reprint this card. 
But then they also put in something like Cross and Verge, which makes me angry. The slowest fetch land you can possibly find. I mean, so is Myriad Landscape. It is it is a Myriad Landscape. It's worse than a Myriad Landscape. Yeah, because I'm I guess it's just uh two basic like, lands. Myriad Landscape gets you two basic lands. Cross and Verge gets you a forest or plains card. Doesn't have to be basic. You're right, it so. is worse. It, I mean, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It doesn't have to be basic yet, but, but still, basic, but yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I'll go fetch out a, a you know, Savannah. Hooray! Is that what they're called? I don't remember what they're called. The white. Green. I think so. Yeah, I think it's Savannah. All right, lands. Uh, but however, I think we have to say this. This is from Eldrain for the lands because of the reprint of Hall. That's the only reason. <laughs> oh, that's a hundred percent the only reason. Honestly, where's Bajukabog? I uh, my you know there isn't a bajuka bog. It's <laughs> 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 they did reprint Castle Ardenvale. I'm interested that they didn't reprint Castle Garenbrick, which is by and far a better land. I don't remember what those do. So Ardenvale five mana create a one one right white human creature token. Okay. Garenbrig is five green, make six green can only be spent towards creatures. <laughs> it's a ramp. It's a ramp on a land. Yeah, it's good. Like, the, I don't know, four for a one, one white human creature token. That just seems really bad. That's like, that's desperation. Oh, right yeah. There. <laughs> oh, that's 100% desperation. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, out of the box. <laughs> out of the box playability. I, I this is from Eldraine. It's yeah, just, I, yeah. I think it's just a well-crafted enchantment deck. I, I agree. Fun factor, this is a seven. I have an enchantment deck. They're not that exciting. Can confirm. <laughs> Fun factor, both playing with and against seems kind of like boring. It's just, well, it's not boring. I mean, it's... It's just enchantment good stuff. Like, I played an enchantment. I got a thing from doing this enchantment. I, you know, draw a card. Play another enchantment. Neato burrito. Like, it's gonna be one of those cards. You you play it once, it pops off. You're like, this is fun! And then you mm -hmm. play it four more times, and you're just like, I've done this before. Yeah. So, I would so, have fun with it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I enjoy my Sithis deck. Mm -hmm. But I'm probably not gonna... I wouldn't pick up the stack myself. I already have it. Yeah. And I won't pick it up and I don't have it. There you go. But I do think it's good. Like if you like enchantment play style or uh, you think like. I guess a friend, if you have a friend who like likes enchantments mm -hmm. and you want to get them like a nice little birthday present, this would be a good birthday oh, present. That's a little gifty. Yeah. A little, oh, gift. oh, a little gifty. All right. Move on to the next deck. All right. The next one is Fey Dominion. It's Demir, like we said before. And its commander is Tegwil, I think is that? Tegwile? Tegwil? It's, it's uh, pronounced Tugger. <laughs> this is Tugger, Duke of Splendor. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> Tegwil, Duke of Splendor, for, uh, costs one... Blue black for a two three fairy noble with flying and death touch and other fairies you control get plus one plus one. And whenever another fairy you control dies, you draw a card and you lose one life. What do you think the theme of this deck is, Tim? 
Um, fairies. Fairies. <laughs> ah. It's so it's it's a lord, which is never bad, and it's like aristocratic. You know, when a fairy you control dies, draw a card, lose one life. Um, I don't know if there is a bitter blossom in here, but if there isn't, slap that bad boy in there. There's not. Are you kidding me? How much is bit bitter blossom? It's pretty. It's hold on. It may have gone down with the reprint. Let's go look. Bitter blossom is twenty bucks. Okay, that's well, the not wilds bad. of El- the wilds of Eldraine is twenty bucks. The cheapest one you could get right now is from Double Masters, and it is twenty three dollars. Okay. I I think Demir fairies with a like an aristocrat type uh playstyle is I don't know if it's boring to me. it's boring to me. <laughs> you just I think we're learning about you Tim that you just don't care about token decks. Well, I mean like I guess my thing is like I like uh, I have my Corvold deck, and Corvold mm-hmm. is obviously very similar to this because uh, it's obviously better. But <laughs> um, I don't think so. You know, th- I I think this is more close to your zombie deck. How do you figure? Because you have no care or concern about zombies, right? You just throw them wherever you feel like. You're going to guess- do the same thing with fairies in this deck, I guess. But like my zombies deck is not like an aristocratic it's about getting a bunch of zombies out attacking with all of them and like crafting my hand and then like yeah that's entirely this deck too i feel i i guess i think this is this is like you have to sack or or destroy the fairies somehow or just let you attack me and they die i guess i don't know when i see like whenever something dies draw a card you lose one life that makes me think Okay, I'm killing them myself. Yes and no. I, I sure you could kill them yourself, mm. but I'm more thinking I'm just gonna have a a shit ton of blockers. I I feel like in for fairies though they they don't tend to be very high like power and toughness. This one's two three, which isn't bad, and it's a lord. So obviously you're if you're making one ones, sure. Now you got two twos, and that's that's obviously it's it's twice mm-hmm. it's two times as good. Um, but I, I just feel like fairies are usually like not that super strong, are they? They're not. But but what fairies are really good at are controlling the board. That's fair. And so you want to have your fairies out. And sure, this commander is really good, you know, to I mean, turning all of your one one fairies into two two fairies right there is just huge. Yeah. You know, any lord is good, especially when you have go wide. Yeah. And I and I think this is a go wide. Yeah. I just feel like until you have an an unanswerable amount of fairies, people are going to just let them through and not kill them because they don't want you to draw a card. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, if you're you're attacking me, I will pay one life to draw a card anytime gladly. Yes, but that's only if it dies. So, like, if if you're attacking somebody, they're like, okay, they're gonna take, they're gonna lose one life. I don't care about that, but they're gonna draw a card. So, yeah, let it through. I'll take two. I don't care. I mean, but the nice thing he also does give you is some. I mean, you have some degree of, you know, survivability after a board wipe. That's fair. 
So I, I don't know. He's very straightforward. He's like, come at me, bro. The fairy commander. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was looking for, but I guess this just kind of was like, oh, okay. I want to say this is a seven. He's kind of boring, but he does yeah. what he wants to do well. That's fair. You know? Yeah. I think the alternate commander is way more interesting. Uh, we do have another reprint. Oh, so other than uh, other than the main commander, there's a couple new ones. Uh, one of them being Una, Queen of the Fae. Wow, what a surprise. They love printing Una. Yeah. I don't think there's anything to talk about there. But the other alternate commander is one that I like a lot. Alayla, Cunning Conqueror. So we are getting a new Alayla. Two blue-black for a 2-4 Fairy Warlock with flying. Whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, create a 1-1 black Fairy Rogue creature token with flying. Whenever one or more fairies you control deal combat damage to a player, goad target creature that player is control. That player controls. I, I think that's better. I will never advocate for holding your mana open to, <laughs> to play on someone else's turn. I just, it's not the play style I want, and it's not the play style I want other people to be adopting. That's fair. Uh, I would say in this deck, it's not that good. But I was going to say, with, I haven't looked. In this deck, it's not that good, but with the right deck, it would be good. Yeah. That's that's how I feel. You would need to have basically instant tribal with Alayla. Yeah. And then the the fairies are just a boon. Because I it's... mean a one one flying fairy works, you know, I can hit you and then just goad your big beefy guy. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I think <sighs> I feel like I don't like the ability enough. Like the first ability, because it's just okay. Cool, I made a one-one black fairy rogue. It's got flying, so sure, maybe if if your opponent doesn't have flying, it'll get through and you can goad somebody. But mm-hmm. it's a one-one, and if they have a reach or flyer, if they have reach. It's probably going to kill the fairy and not get through because reach tends to be like small power but big butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the second one I like because I'm sure there's probably a decent amount of fairies or things you can do in Demir to make things unblockable. So that I like better than the first ability. The first ability is like a if it happens, it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you counter something cool, I also get a fairy. So I think I'm gonna say this is a seven. I I I think in my mind, again, it's one of those she's fine. Uh, yeah, I guess You think baby's first deck? I kind of do. I don't think she's. The, I don't like her that much, and okay. I get. I know I'm a little biased, but but like, yeah. honestly, right. the first ability is not doing it for me. But we just said, "Where's your bitter blossom?" <laughs> Which is worse than her, I guess technically. No, isn't bitter? Don't you? I, am I thinking you of the always, wrong card? No, bitter blossom is you get a fairy, but it costs you one life. Okay, I would take that any your day. upkeep. I mean, theoretically, well, with her, you could get three fairies. I guess that's fair, but you have, you have to, to have three cards, three cards and, you know, open mana to do it. Yeah. But you're in blue. Yeah. You're not playing your cards anyway. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Well, that's know. the problem is I don't want to reward that. But also <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I don't give in to terrorism. 
Exactly. <laughs> anyway, hey, okay. I, I'll say baby's first deck. I, I, okay. That's fine. I mean, again, it's it's fine in my mind. It's it's fine. Uh, all right, moving on. New cards. There is a new card in here that is just absolutely insane, and that is Archmage of Echoes. Four and a blue for a four four fairy wizard. Flying Ward 2, whenever you cast a fairy or wizard permanent spell, copy it. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> be, be, because wizards Ew. needed more of that. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> Why does wizards need that? Uh, it's amazing. It's so good. If it was just fairy, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but it's fairies and wizards. Yeah, and they just slap Ward 2 on it anyway. Oh, they're going to give everything ward in this deck. Any blue thing in here yes. is going to have ward. Oh my god, could you imagine having like an entire deck of just shapeshifters? Oh my god. Blech. There is one. There's mal- malleable imposter. <laughs> uh, that's true. So they are making a new uh, they're making a new clone, malleable imposter. It just makes it a fairy shapeshifter in addition to its mm-hmm. other types and then has flying. Hooray, yeah. another clone. Just a different flavor yeah. of a clone. Neato burrito. This, I, this one I'm interested in to see how it plays out. I mean, it's a rock. It's a unique rock. And that's misleading signpost. Two and a blue for an artifact. Flash. When it enters the battlefield during the declare attacker step, you may reselect which player or permanent target attacking creature is attacking. And then tap add blue. I don't like that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, you know, because uh, I mean, the theme behind it is amazing. The attacker gets lost on the way to you and attacks the wrong place. It's it's almost like a counter spell for attacks. <laughs> it's like Narset's reversal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, a, a misdirect. It's, or... it's a it's a it's a it's a Uno draw four card. <laughs> Reverse. Reverse. Like, yeah, could you imagine like. It's... Oh, how fun would that be if, like, you're playing against a Tron player and they sw- like, like, for example, when we played yesterday when I got hit by Frodo and I played this and I'm just like, nah, you kill him. <laughs> I the the only thing is, I think this is just miserably terrible in two. Like, if you're only playing one other person. Well, sure. So, like, it's I, a multiplayer granted, format, though. It is, it is, but, like, I don't think you, like, if you design a card that's only viable when there's not, because eventually, in multiplayer, you're going to be down to two, most likely, right? So, after a certain point, this card loses all value. I mean, yeah, but if I'm Because two playing... and blue for blue is not good. I mean, it's like a, it's a locket. It's a combat trick, right? And so the only downside is whoever you're, because it's in the declare attackers, you know, you're the person who you change it to gets an opportunity to block. Mm-hmm. So whatever. I think it's fun. It's definitely fun. But I guess my point is like, if if the card is designed to only be useful if you're playing, if there's multiple people left, then I feel like it's not that strong. But it is fun. It's fun. It's thematic. Yeah. yeah. You know, cool. 
Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to follow up. Are there any other cards? Like, I like Fairy Blade Crafter. I just think it's funny to think of, like, this little, like, emo fairy that's trying to stab people. That's all fairies at Magic. Uh, oh, my God. They're, like, they're yeah. also little, like, wizards. I gotta say, overall, I feel as if these fairy cards are better than the enchantment new cards. Uh... I guess. Uh. I think I want to say this is from Eldraine for new cards. Heavily carried by Archmage of Echoes. Well, yeah. You know? I guess they are, pro- like, I, uh, on average, I guess they're a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not including Archmage, because I think we, we're both in agreement. Like, that's the best yeah. of. Oh, bunch. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the best new card they made. Yeah. It's so simple, but it works. You know, just yeah. good. All right. Uh, creature reprints. So when we look through here, there's actually a good list of reprints in this deck. So number one, Brazen Borrower. The card that basically warped standard for a while. Yeah. You don't care. You have a 3-1 flash flying that you can attack like a maniac with. It just It's just so much value on a single card. It may not be that good in singleton or in commander format. Like it was really good when you can have four of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it seems good. Mm-hmm. Um Scion of Una is also a really good reprint in here. Flash flying, other fairies you get plus one plus one. Other fairies you control have shroud. That's fair. I like Sword of Temptation. I think that's a strong card. I just anything anytime you can take somebody's thing for four mana. Mm-hmm. That's good. Ooh, a good reprint too. And Glenn Alendra Archmage. Mm-hmm. Three and a blue for a two-two fairy wizard flying. One blue, sacrifice it, counter target non-creature spell, and persist. Tim, how would you feel about having that card in Lich? I have Solemnity out. Sorry, I I saw your mouth moving, but all I heard was like, <laughs> Hallbreaker Horror is a really good reprint. There's some good, like in terms of fairy reprints, there are good ones in here. Yeah. I gotta say, this is a seven. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just a solid bunch of reprints. It's, it's nothing good. like crazy. Yeah. Very good, just reprints of fairies. Moving on, instants and sorceries. Consider opt arcane denial. Snap, run away together. I mean, it's all fine. It's kind of boring, but I mean, it's Demir. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, what are you expecting? It's fine. <laughs> Nothing really super. I, I'm surprised there isn't just a straight up counter spell. Uh, yeah, I don't know why there isn't. To be honest, yeah. Like, just... are there any like? So I'm just like looking through. Are there? Where are the arcane denial? <laughs> Is there any more? Yeah, there's only so there's only one counter spell. Yeah, and it's arcane denial, which is I mean it's not a bad one. At least you get to draw. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. Overall, I mean, I guess. Baby's first deck. Yeah, it's, it's a fine. Wine pile. Artifacts, exactly the artifacts you would expect to see. Soul Reconnaissance Ring. mission. Hey, there's a Wayfarer's Bauble. 
Yeah, is this Wayfarer's bobble? <laughs> I'm gonna put baby's first Wayfarer's bobble. Baby's first Wayfarer's bobble. Where else do we have Wayfarer's bobble? No, this is a Wayfarer's bobble. There we yeah. go. Growing threat had it. I mean, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing exciting here. But there, like you said, there's no bitter blossom. Reflections of Lit Jara is a good reprint. It's it, yeah, it's good. It's fine. But, but not an exciting, I mean, not an exciting bundle of artifacts. No. <sighs> Last but not least, there is a Bajookabog. Well, all right, there we go. It hit our minimum criteria. It did. Also, I like how this link put Wayfarer's Bobble in the lands. Did it? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I mean, the lands are kind of meh. So I guess this is my, like, if we're at Eldraine, why are we not reprinting the Eldraine lands? Right. Where's Castle Lockthwain? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, none of the I castles mean, are in this one. And they're, like, they're not, like, broken. Is Castle Lock, I forget what Castle Lockthwain does, but, like. It's good. It lets you, you, you pay a bunch of man. I think it's, like, three, one black, black tap. Pay X life, where X is the number of cards in your hand, then draw a card. It's not terrible. It's great. Like it's, it's, I guess, yeah, because if you have no cards in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go yeah. baby's first deck. Just because we have, we can't do dumpster fire because there is a bajuka bog there. And I was going to say. We have standards. Yeah. You know. If there's one thing you can say about us, it's that we have standards and we stick to them. That's right. We do stick to those standards. All right, out of the box playability. I'm I'm gonna think this is a seven. Okay. I think it's just it's a fine fairy deck. Mm-hmm. I I have a hard time trying to see what this fairy deck is trying to do, other than just let me just dump a bunch of fairies on the board. Yeah. That's you fair. know, like how how am I gonna win? I guess that's that's the question. How do you win with this deck? I'm sure that there Demir is a way stuff. to demure good stuff. Sure. Yeah, it's just, you know. I have 50 fairies. You have 20 fairies. <laughs> My fairies do more damage. I have more fairies than you. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think this is a seven for fun factor. I mean, yeah, for, again, the most subjective one, this one to me is boring. Yeah. So overall, this is a seven. I, I think, I think between these two decks, what they've mm-hmm. done is crafted the perfect first decks for somebody. You can definitely tell that they were super conscious of last Eldrain and what happened. <laughs> yes. They were like, okay, guys, listen here. <laughs> listen up, y'all. You we see ain't... these best in slot creatures we made? Not again. <laughs> we, we ain't gonna brawl this time, boys. I want them to be devastatingly average. <laughs> oh, 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 they based them after me. Yeah. Oh, Tim, you're supposed to say, no, Chris, you're at least above average. No, that was spot on. <sighs> okay. Uh, so, we, before recording this episode, Tim and I talked about what do we want to do if this episode runs short, because... There's only there's only two precons to review. Turns yeah. out that we actually ended up talking for about an hour about them. I was gonna I was gonna bring this up because I was yeah. looking and I was like, uh, it's actually like 
we went for an hour. If we did another one, we'd probably have like an hour and correct 30 so, minute. So we were thinking about other things we could do during this episode. And we, I, I want to pose the question question to you, the listeners, uh, the idea we had was to start going back and reviewing some of the original or the older commander decks, the, the pre-con decks, you know, doing kind of the same analysis. We started recording the pre-cons that we've graded uh, around, oh, when was it? You said it was Capenna, right? Was it Capenna? No, well, Capenna is the one we started documenting it. Oh, okay. I think we started, like, reviewing them. I thought we did. I thought we reviewed them and started documenting them pretty quickly, right? Did we review Adventures in the Forgotten Realms? Yeah. Did we do Commander 2021? Those that are the those are the Strixhaven. Oh, the Strixhaven? Yeah, we definitely talked about those. Okay. So I'm thinking I'm thinking it's probably like around Zendikar. Zendikar Rising and Back are the commander decks that we have not put out our opinions and reviews on. That makes sense. So if you guys are interested in that, let us know. I would I would like to see us go back and talk about some of them. But then again, if your guys are like, no, those are out, and they're just going to say they're wizards from Aldrain for every card, then we're not going to go through the effort. That is my fear with it, because I like that we do it when they're not out. Dude, I can promise you, Tim, that some of the old commander decks are absolute dumpster fire. Oh, I'm not I'm not denying that. But I yeah. think the thing is, like, people know that already, you know, sure. like, so, they, and people have played them. And so I guess that's my concern is that we're doing something that's like stale, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's always good to look back like, yeah, you know, like, how did this deck age over time? Are these yeah. still good cards? Like, you know. So I, I don't know, like we were going to like randomly just pick one and, and yeah. go from there. So if that's something you guys are interested in, let us know. We, we I would be happy to, to do that. You know, mm. a look back on Commander, not casual Commander. We, we, we're introspective enough. We're we're not uh, we're not going to gatekeep Commander yeah. in this instance, even though our whole thing is about being casual. That's right. Tim, stop. stop. I need you to stop mansplaining to me. Stop not knowing what I'm talking about. I, I never listen. I know. <laughs> Everyone gives me crap for not listening. You do the same thing, but you do it worse because you will be sitting there typing on your computer, staring deep into my eyes, and I'm like, there's nothing there. He is not listening to <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> You're just sitting there typing, like nodding, and I'm talking, and then I end, and I'm like, you got none of that, did you? You're looking at me. You got none of it. <laughs> the difference, though, is if I do get it, I remember it. That's fair. <laughs> I forget in the moment, mm -hmm. but if I remember it, I don't forget it. That's fair. I, you're the complete opposite. You're very yeah. in the moment. Yeah. But then it's gone immediately. Immediately. It's, it's just, just <laughs> I'm forgetting right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 I'm your 100% focus. Mm -hmm. And in 20 minutes you're going to be like, what the hell do we talk about?
tell me your deepest darkest secret because it's it's gone no one's gonna find out about it (laughs) (laughs) i i think if i look into one ear i can see out the other see i feel like that's a little hurtful Because I've got a brain there. I just, I feel like it's filled with other things that I don't have room for what you're talking about. Oh, you're, that's true. If I look into your ear, I see a jelly bean. It's like it's a lot's going on, but nothing's fitting back in there. You know? It's already full. It's, we're at capacity, it's, sir. It's peaked. It's peaked. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, let us know if that's something you're interested in us doing, going back and looking at old commander decks. All right. Anti-sponsor. I think I have one. Okay. Can I make mine Dave? Because I promised him I would. <laughs> oh, true. All right. So Tim's anti-sponsor is Dave because Dave played a blue gruel deck. That That is, well, actually, yeah, that, that's part of it. <laughs> my, <laughs> my biggest thing, and I promised him I would give him a shout out, <laughs> is he did it again. I always talk about that time. He, likes, he blew his load to destroy my Atraxa twice. All while you were just sitting there, like sweating, like the the Jordan Peele, like just sweat pouring down your face as you because you had your combo in hand. And I'm like, look at him. He's going to kill us next turn. And then who was right, Chris? Dave didn't care. Dave didn't care. (laughs) Just same thing. He spent, I think, 48 mana on me. I went back and did the math because he he herborged twice, right? Or he 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 did something twice to untap all his mana. Yes. Yeah, and then he then he destroyed everything that I had, turned yep. them into lands. Yep, and it was like, great. Oh, and then you're just sitting there, and you're like, "Oh, by the way, I made five million human creature tokens." And I was like, "Just hey, Dave, deal with what that. Do you, what do you <laughs> deal with that?" Yeah. Uh, also, just fun fact on the day of recording this episode, it's Dave's birthday. Oh, happy so, birthday, Dave! Happy birthday, Dave! Yeah. I'm still mad at you. <laughs> My birthday gift to you is being mad. Yeah. <laughs> and you earned it, bud. <laughs> he did. All right. Anti-sponsor. I am so excited for Starfield. Oh, I know where this is going. Yep. I'm so excited for Starfield. I have loved every Bethesda game that's come out. Mm-hmm. Fallout is amazing. Mm-hmm. Skyrim is amazing. Right. I can freaking play Skyrim on my toaster. Because why not? Right? Like, the fact that they've done that. Anyway, Starfield's coming out. Everyone who doesn't know about Starfield, it's a massive game coming out by Bethesda. It's the first new IP in 25 years. You've basically got a thousand planets you can go to. It's mm-hmm. Skyrim in space. And actually, they said it's more along the lines of Morrowind mm-hmm. than Skyrim. So there's going to be a lot of dialogue options. There's going to be a lot more relationship kind of things, blah, blah, blah. It's more of a role-playing game. Then there's people out there smearing this game. It's not even out yet. And there's people freaking smearing this game because they say, well, if I land on a planet, I can't run around the entire planet Mm -hmm. without a loading screen. Like, what? Never going to be happy. Nobody nobody is going to be happy. Honestly, the best thing that, that Bethesda did when they released Fallout 4 they announced it and released it like two weeks later. It was amazing. I remember this. I don't remember that. Yeah, they annou- maybe a little bit more than two weeks, but it was not a long time. Interesting. I don't. I do yeah. not remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they announced Fallout Four, and then it came out like a month later, and it was enough time for the hype. Well, 
you and I di- very differently remember. So it did not get, I agree, it did not get the whole, like, everyone was just tearing it to pieces before it came out. People were. I do remember that. People were like, well, you know, it's just Fallout 4. It doesn't look the same. It's like, blah, blah. It's still on the same engine that every game has been on for, like, X amount of time, which is a valid complaint. Because it was still on, like, I forget what the, their engine no, is called. Uh- Fallout 4 was a new engine. It was just a better version of the engine. It was like a remake of that engine. Oh, okay, maybe. Um, but when Fallout 4 came out, it got eviscerated. People... So does every Bethesda game. Skyrim did not get eviscerated. At when it came out. As it's been re-released 18 times, it keeps getting re-eviscerated. Whatever. But I don't... So that's... I guess the problem I have is, like, people have such... Everybody right now has such a high expectation for everything, right? Like you look at a game that's like uh, like like um, Star Citizen or you look at No Man's Sky, which are yeah. space sims. There's nothing to do in them. Sure, there's 87 quintillion planets and they're all empty. Yeah. At least in the Bethesda game, you know you're going to get a story. You know you're going to get clean mechanics. You well. I say clean. You're going to get buggy <laughs> mechanics, but they're going to be good mechanics. You know what I mean? That's half the fun of a Bethesda game, though. So my, my thing is, I could not care less about what they're upset about. I think it's dumb that they want it. <laughs> like walking, they're like, I want a planet-sized planet in my game. Why? Why do you want it? Why do you want to have a, a planet that's so big you can't see all of it? That's stupid. So, You're stupid. So here's but what I'm doing. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay, but but what I am cautious about is it is Bethesda. I just want it to be freaking playable, and like that's be. tough. To... It will. Fallout be. Four was not playable when it came out. I had no issues when Fallout Four came out. I don't okay, know why you, you had issues. I know that did not have Fallout. Fallout seventy six unplayable on release. Oh, I didn't play that game. Okay. Yeah. Fallout 3 was playable, but it still has bugs. Like, that's the best, still... But that's the best part. I love the bugs. I, I People say that, and like, yes, they're funny, but that to me, like, I, I played the absolute crap out of Skyrim. I think it's hilarious when a troll or a, a giant hits you and you fly upwards in the opposite direction of where the club hits you. But that to, I, I don't want that to be the whole game. <laughs> How frequently did that happen to you? I think Anytime that in, you find in, a giant. Oh, that that barely happened to me. How? how? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just luckier. <laughs> right? But it, I feel like, Tim, every time you and I talk about something, you're like, well, my PC screwed up again. Oh, I got a new PC. Yeah, I know. Are you gonna get <laughs> so, are you gonna get Starfield? Oh yeah, I've got Game Pass. Oh, oh my god, that it's fine. <laughs> no, 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 but hear me out. Hear me out. I can play a game and still want it to work on, on release. Why, why is, why is no, that? No, like- no, 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 no. I'm not okay. saying there's anything wrong with that. I think you're okay. overplaying how bad Bethesda releases are. Uh, okay, I disagree, but maybe I just, re- I don't know. I guess there's room for like, because it didn't just happen. Maybe I'm not remembering it, but I, from what I remember, Fallout 4 was not good to play. Mine was fine. I don't know okay. what. Maybe I played it on the Xbox instead of the PC. Did you play it on PC? Uh, no, I think I played it on. 
PlayStation? Well, there you go. It was not a PlayStation game. PlayStation 4 was better than Xbox. <laughs> uh-huh. It also wasn't anyway. an Xbox game at that point. It is now, baby. <laughs> That's fair. Go ahead and enjoy your God of War. I have Starfield. Well, I will at the moment take God of War. You've got two 10 out of 10 games right there. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I'm just, it's just like everyone is so demanding now of everything. They said that when you land on a planet, it generates the map for you within 40 minutes of each direction. You could run straight for 40 minutes until you hit the edge of the map. Or that until is, you hit a mountain and you hit Y a bunch. Sure. Just, but, but you have jetpacks, so you're fine. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> they solved it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like that is such a big that is like three times the size of Skyrim. Why? I think it's more than that, right? Didn't they do the math? It, isn't it no, it's I think I read it was four times the size of the Commonwealth, which was yeah. their largest map to date. Yeah. But why why do you need four times that? What are you gonna do? And there's a thousand planets, right? Well, obviously, the only real game experience for me is to run around every single planet. I think my... my... Okay. Well, okay. So for me, the thing I loved about Skyrim was I could go anywhere and there was something to do, right? The, The thing was massive and every place I found, it was like... Oh, the, like something's going on here. You walk into a cave and there's like a ghost and he's like, help me figure out who killed me. And then you find out like I there was one specific one I was thinking of and I can't remember the plot. But anyway, the, the point is I found things. I did things at, when I found them. It wasn't like, oh, you found this place and it's just like a temple with nothing in it. It's just like, yeah. hooray, you, it's a landmark. You found a landmark. Yes, that's that's what I, I'm excited for about Star Starfield, because it is going to have a story. And I hope that's what I hope to like that they capture with it. And that's what I'm skeptical about it. Because like, if you look at their past two releases, Fallout 4, I think Fallout 4 got a worse rap than it deserved, but I also don't think it was as good as some of the other Fallout games. Fallout 76 was a train wreck. 76 was a train wreck. Obviously, Bethesda is not designed for multiplayer games. No, it's not. And that's okay. They don't have to make them. The thing is they, they, the, they didn't, like do that you would go places and things like i don't know it's a a giant map and you would go find these things and it, there wasn't anything to do in some of them and that that to me is not what i want in a bethesda game god can you believe but fallout 4 came out in 2015 kind of yeah god it feels it doesn't feel that old I, I mean i guess i just that seems about right to me Eight years ago? Yeah, I don't know. It just feels older than that. Feels older? Or not you newer than that. Okay, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'm excited for it. It's on Game Pass, so there's there's literally no down if you have Game Pass, there's no downside to giving it a, a chance. It. Yeah. But like if you don't have Game Pass, I would recommend waiting for reviews. Because this is an ambitious game for Bethesda and like even by Bethesda standards. So like, yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm going to be let down probably, but also I'm not setting an expectations other than just, I'm excited. That's entirely an expectation. (laughs) Well, no, I'm not saying I'm not, maybe it's an undefined, it's an undefined expectation, right? Yeah. I don't, 
with the amount of content that they're promising, yeah, I don't think you could be let down. Unless they didn't actually deliver. Unless they really, really effed it up. Well, and that's and we were talking about this earlier, and that's my point, yeah. is if they're delivering like half of what they say they're going to deliver... I'm good. It's going to be good, right? What I'm worried about is them not delivering a fraction of what they're talking about. I, I, man, I love listening to people talk to Todd and being like, <laughs> I see that there's, you know, like X number of procedurally generated animals on each planet. Mm-hmm. Am I able to ride them? <laughs> what? Valid. Valid you, question. You, is it? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you have could a jetpack. Ride, you could ride every animal in Skyrim. That's come on. <laughs> now uh-huh. I name, name a game where you could ride the animals in the wild other than like one specific animal. None. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh uh oh geez, what's the name of that game? Uh Red Dead Redemption 2, because every animal is a horse. They had bears. I think you're able to ride a bear. Were you? Okay, I don't remember. Uh, 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 Tears of the Kingdom, you can ride every animal. Or you cannot. You can ride bears. Can you? I rode one, brother. I don't. You can't ride every... Well, I guess if, if you're not considering... You on the back something. of a Lionel. You yeah, but you can't ride back. it. It bucks you off. Like you you, just you're, ta- you're technically riding it. You're holding on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, so just, just enjoy the game. Stop being such an echo chamber of hatred on the internet. You're asking way too much for the internet. I know, I know, that's the problem. I, I mean, I agree with you, right? Like, I, I'm excited, and I hope, I hope it delivers. The good, the the way I feel about it, if it doesn't deliver, Bethesda will work on it till they do. They're not good at abandoning games. I mean, but what games have they had that much of an issue with that they didn't actually just, like, abandon? Well, they're still they making content for 76. I, I guess they're still making content for it, but they it took them a long time to address the gl- most glaring issue in 76. And granted, I want to give them credit, because they did, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're right, they didn't ab- abandon 76. But it was not an overnight thing. It was multiple years after the game released that they even yeah. had NPCs. Yeah, that's fair. So, like... I think oh, well. I think 76 was like their foray into like seeing if they could do other things. And I hope that made them realize, like, mm, let's stick to what we know. Let's stick to first person. Yeah. yeah. For single player. <laughs> single player. Yeah. yeah. Single player. All right. I'm I'm good. I'm going to be playing so much Starfield, probably. Yeah. That it doesn't even matter. Uh, I'll be I'll be drinking that haterade. Can can I give like a pro sponsor? A what? Because we're just talking about games. Oh, sure. Dude, Baldur's Gate 3. Jeez. Oh, all right, dude, we all know. Dude, it's... I I know it's not news at this point. It's so good. It is so stupidly in-depth and amazing, and I love it. It is the dumbest and best game. Like, you can do stupid crap. You can literally, like, just have a backpack full of explosive barrels because that makes sense put it down on the ground light it up and do a billion damage uh, it's just everything down to like the most minute details you can pickpocket people then talk to them and they're like oh i've got this thing in my pocket where's this thing in my pocket like it's just so 
it was a labor of love for Larian Studios, and they absolutely nailed it. And I just want to like say that's that's how games should be yeah. made. If if I finish Starfield, that's probably what I'm going to play next. That's fair, and I think you should. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm good. I'm good with this episode. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some. Let's do some plugs from Evie. So okay. here she is. Hi, Evie. Hi, Evie. Thanks, Evie. Thank you for listening to Casual Commander. Give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for weekly magic content. We also have a Discord and Patreon, so be sure to check those out as well. Links can be found at casualcommanderpodcast.com. See you next week. Thank you, Evie. And yeah, I, I got nothing else. I hope you all enjoyed Eldraine. Hope you get some cool cards to put into your new decks and hope you had fun at pre-release. I know Tim and I will be having fun at pre-release. Mmm. Yeah, yeah. If you cover me on the ninth, I'll go to pre-release. Fine. Oh wait, really? Sure. No, wait, no. I'm at the party too. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, I got him. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> whatever. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> Have fun at pre-release. I'm Chris, and I'm Tim, and this is Casual Commander. And we love you. Yeah.